Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. Today, we're going to talk about stress, relieving stress, living stress-free. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, um, verse 6, it says, Be careful for nothing. That word is be anxious. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Verse 7, And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. We're going to talk today some uh, some pointers from the Word of God, but then also some practical things on steps to reducing stress in your life. The first thing you need to understand is that you aren't meant to be stressed. <clears throat> There's different types of stress. There's like a um, There's actually a type of stress that's good, and it's called adrenaline. You know, I have a friend back in South Africa when we were back in South Africa and we were walking with him and we were in this game park and uh, there was an area for pedestrians to walk and something happened and there was a rhino that was like, uh, he got into an area that he wasn't supposed to be and all of a sudden there was a rhino that like started running in this direction and he was convinced this thing was kind of coming after him and he, I mean, we were probably like seven and eight years old, but this dude sprinted and like ran up a tree straight up, like ran up a tree and into the limb, um, because of this rhino. And what that was is an example of thankfully known as hurt. And that was an example of adrenaline where your body will actually do something beyond its capability because of adrenaline that rushes to it. Right. You hear stories of people who get trapped under a car <clears throat> and, then a person's able to come over and lift up the front end of a car. They shouldn't be able to do it, but adrenaline kicks in. So God has given that to us as a, uh, a tactic, as something that makes our body capable of doing extra human things for a very short period of time. But what ends up happening actually is when people allow stress in their life, there's a slow leak of two chemicals, adrenaline and cortisol which go into your bloodstream and cause stress and anxiety. And it wasn't meant to be. Stress was supposed to be a reserve that keeps you, um, that was something that you could have on reserve, where a lot of people have like this steady and slow leak of stress of these, uh, these fluids into their bodies, cortisol and adrenaline, and it actually drains their adrenal glands. And so we're going to talk a little bit today on ways, practical ways that you can reduce that. Uh, the first thing I want to say, so I'm a big coffee drinker, but too much uh, caffeine is not a good thing. There are many people who don't drink enough water. So I don't have this in my notes, but just thinking of it now, um, uh, too, not drinking enough water and then drinking Red Bulls or Monster Energy drinks, things that have caffeine in it. Even people who drink so much coffee and very little water, you actually drain your adrenal glands. I had someone come up to me today and say, why does coffee make me feel so good? And I say, I wonder the same thing. But in the afternoon when I have my second cup of coffee and that three o'clock cup of coffee, why, why do I feel so amazing after it? It's just, it's just the way it works. But if you're drinking four Red Bulls a day, you're doing something wrong. If you're six, seven, eight cups of coffee, you, you can actually drain your adrenal glands, which isn't a good thing. You'll always feel tired. You'll never be at peak performance. So I guess that would be number one is up your water intake, wean yourself off. I think a cup or two of coffee a day is fine. But um, if you go three hours out coffee and you get a headache, you're in trouble. Um, 
So that would be number one. Uh, number two is have a plan and be prepared. So this is more practical just in other things. But when people, a lot of times fear and anxiety comes, stress comes because of things that are left undone. And so just getting a practical plan, a budget is one of them. When people uh, worry about money, now there's some situations where it's like, hey, there's a bill that's come up and it's not that I need a budget. It's I just don't have it. And that's where you go into, Lord, I need you to provide for me. But there are people who make decent money, but they always never seem to have money. And it's just because they don't have a plan. It's actually good to get, if that tends to be you and you end up, you look back and you're like, where did the money go? Get a plan, take 30 days and see where did I spend money in the last 30 days and begin to come up with a budget. Hey, it's normal that you would spend $400 a month as a single person at the most on food. If you're spending $600 a month eating out, you're doing something wrong. Now, if you're if you're making hundreds of thousands and that's your budget and you want to spend a thousand bucks a month, by all means. But so many people, the, the majority of the money they make goes to eating out and paying for friends eating out. And you're going to look back and be like, man, I wish I'd set aside 20% in a savings account when I was 18 years old. So have a plan, be prepared. Um, the next one is leave early. Time can be a big thing. You know, you can have a great routine. You can be a person of faith. But if you have a 12-minute drive and you leave 12 minutes before school starts or 12 minutes before you're supposed to be at work, you're going to have an issue of w- rushing through traffic, being stressed the whole way. 12 minutes of like, I have to make it, I have to make it. Start leaving early. If your appointment's at 9, start pretending that your appointment's at 8.45. Adjust everything. 15 minutes. If you have a flight Instead of getting there one hour before your flight, get there an hour and a half before your flight. You'd be better off sitting. You'll probably actually get more done sitting at the gate, reading a book, doing something than you would just goofing off at your house. Just adjusting everything. This is one thing that actually really helped me, just adjusting everything 15 minutes. If you're due at work at 9 or somewhere at 8.30, make it like you're supposed to be there 15 minutes early. Be the person who's always early, not the person who's rushing to just get there on time. The next thing I would say is wake up earlier and have a good routine. You know, routine is actually, having a routine is actually, has uh, a lot of mental health benefits. And one of them is it just reduces stress. It's actually proven to reduce stress because it's kind of like the anchors for your day. So if there's things that you like know you need to do, if you just, like you people know, hey, I need to read the Bible. But if you don't actually schedule it into your routine, you waking up at 6, 6.30, 7, and just putting these things in your day, you're going to feel so much better about your day. There's something about feeling accomplished. We had a friend of ours come out and run with my friend Troy and I uh, for the first time. And he's like, he got to my house at six when we ran the other day. And I'm like, what time are you up? He's like, not this early. So he had probably left his place at 540, 545. And, um, some of these hours are crazy for people listening to this. Like, who wakes up at 5.45? Grown-ups do. That's who, right? It's only retired people that sleep till 10 o'clock in the morning um, and teenagers. But, but choosing to have a good routine, to schedule things in, you'll get more done and there'll be less to worry about. That goes into my next thing is write it down. Keeping too many things in your head actually causes stress because you then have to remember everything. It's like going to the grocery store without a list. Oh, I'll remember. I've got to get this, 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 this. What was the last thing? And then you get back and you don't have it. Writing it down. One of the practice that I heard um, 
many people do. And if I've got a lot of things to do the next days, I'll just open my phone and I'll type in there. All right, tomorrow I need to open a bank account. I need to call the pool service people and begin to start a list of to do's. Have a simple to do list in your phone. So you're not having to remember anywhere I go phone, even if it's two or three things, I don't want to have to trust my memory with these things. I want to be able to just put them in the phone. So that way, especially before you go to bed, have a short list of pen and paper beside your bed. Hey, these are the three most important things that I do tomorrow. So when you wake up and you've got 10 things to do, you're not scattered and immediately like stressing out. You wake up and you say, you look at the side of your uh, bedside table and you say, well, the first thing I need to do is I need to take out the trash. And that's first because they show up at seven o'clock in the morning or whatever it is, right? The second thing I need to do is this. And you have a list, write it down. Don't keep so many things in your head. There's a point where you can forget and then it, it stresses you out by having to have so many things on the front of your mind. It's like the saying, uh, I'd rather have a, uh, uh, the world's smallest pencil than the longest memory. Um, and then the next one, I'm giving you very practical things that I'm going into the, what the word of God says, but, um, uh, well, the next thing I would say is exercise. Exercise does a few things. It reduces adrenaline and cortisol, which are the, I guess, the, again, the stress, um, the stress, uh, um, not uh, the stress, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The things that get released into your body. Um, but it, re- it actually releases endorphins, which is a good mood um, amplifier. It amplifies your mood. And so basic exercise, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's running, whether it's walking, whether it's even just stretching, if you take 10 minutes at the end of the day, and you don't have to be the person who's in the gym every day. And if you are great, keep being that person, right? But um, taking 10 minutes, no matter your shape, your size, taking 10 minutes and doing some sort of exercise will make you feel better. First of all, you'll feel accomplished, like, hey, I just did something, but it actually releases endorphins into your brain. For me, running has become a big part of who I am. I, I didn't enjoy exercises. I was 70, 80 pounds heavier than I am now, but I chose to be a person who, who exercised. And for me, if I go a few days without running, I can tell the difference. I call it getting my wiggles out. Like even when I'm going to preach the mornings, like Sunday mornings, when I preach, I'll run on a Sunday morning just to get the wiggles out. It makes me think less. It gets me out of my mind because I'm, I'll almost even tire my body to the point where it's easier just to like press into the things of God. It's the craziest thing. So exercise releases endorphins. And then, um, some more, uh, things from the word of God, control your thoughts. Uh, Philippians four says again, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, let your requests be made in unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And so he's telling you, control your thoughts. Too many people spend unnecessary time worrying about the future. You shouldn't spend time. What you do is you find what the Bible says about your situation. And instead of spending time thinking about the what ifs, spend time thinking about the word of God. Every time you're tempted to worry about finances, well, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. What you may have to do is even get a pen and paper and write down what are the things that are stressing me out right now? What are the five things? Number one, uh, getting my required reading done. Number two, who am I going to marry? Number three, 
It's always things where you can find the Word of God. First of all, that first one, we're getting my required reading done, just make a schedule. Okay, on Wednesdays and Fridays, I'm spending 30 minutes a day. I'm not getting on my phone to do anything on an app until I've read for 30 minutes a day. And you start to schedule these things in. Having a schedule, people, I've talked to people who say, man, I just need my reading comprehension to be better. Grown-up says to me, I need my reading comprehension to be better. I said, just schedule it in. There's easy resources you can find online. Make it one of the things you do. We're adults by now. It's it's a child's thing that where parents have to like, all right, go outside and play for 30 minutes. Okay, do your math homework for 30 minutes. Like we should be able to direct our own steps and guide our own steps to do these things and be disciplined about it. But the next thing he says is control your thoughts. After we've prayed, there's a recipe in there for the right type of prayer. And I know I've covered that, but but after we've prayed, it's control your thoughts. So many people pray. Prayer should unburden you. Prayer should take the burden off and pass it over to the Lord. You shouldn't, after you prayed, you shouldn't spend any time after that worrying about what's going to happen. That means you're the one taking care of it. If you say, God, I'm casting my cares on you, you take care of it. Your word says, and you go through what Philippians says, uh, the, the, the be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. That means heartfelt prayer with thanksgiving. So what do you do? You bring your definite request. You pray heartfelt. Lord, I cast my cares on you today. I'm asking you to meet this need in Jesus name. Amen. And then with thanksgiving. And then so you praise and thank the Lord. If you spend the next 20 minutes thinking about it, you know, what's God going to do? At that point, you just rejoice. Every time it comes up, you rejoice. This is how you control your thoughts. You rejoice. Lord, I thank you that it's that you've that you've taken care of it. Lord, that my my God supplies all my needs. Lord, I, my needs are met. I thank you, Lord, that you don't spend time uh, meditating on the problem. Meditate on the word regarding your situation. And then the next one I would say, and this is very important, is get better sleep. Getting the right type of sleep reduces stress. You, sh- I mean, there's some people like Pastor Rodney's grace to four or five hours of sleep, but what he does is after a number of weeks or months of doing that, he'll go and catch up and he'll say, man, I'll sleep for two, three days and barely leave the room. He has time of catching up. Your body needs rest. I need usually six and a half to seven hours of sleep a night to, to be in a good place. If I can get eight, even better. But getting better sleep. You know, there's actually... Uh, Uh, studies they've done to show what the right type of sleep is. The best hours of sleep are between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. Your sleep from 2 a.m., you could get eight hours of sleep from 2 a.m. to 10 a.m., and it's still not as good for your body as seven hours of sleep from 10 p.m. till you know, whatever time, five o'clock in the morning. Why is that? Because of the way the earth rotates, where the sun sits, your the the deepest sleep that you get is from 10 p.m. till 2 a.m. So, so many people are like, oh, you know, I stay up, but then I sleep in. You'd be better off going to bed earlier. And it's like my mother said, nothing good happens after 10 o'clock at night. Um, all the good shows are over. It's all done. You shouldn't be on your phone. But getting better sleep, setting time um, setting a schedule. You should have a wake up time and you should have a bedtime. I know you're a grown up and it's like the moment you're out of the house, you're like, I don't want to have to have a bedtime. Some people do better with nighttime. Some people have families. And so when the kids are all asleep, they get their most productive work done, but make sure you get enough sleep. It reduces stress. I'm not saying 12 hours of sleep. Eight hours should be like, this isn't go to bed at 10 and wake up at 10. Like eight hours is good. Some people go overboard up. Pastor, I've just been getting good sleep. I've been, I've been sleeping 12 to 14 hours a day, playing video games for about eight and whatever. 
but get good sleep. And then on that note, I want to um, just drop a little bit of uh, maybe some um, a little bit of helpful news here. Your phone, your phone actually hinders your sleep. So I was reading about it. There's there's melatonin, which is what your body releases when it's winding down for the day, and then there's cortisol, which is what your body releases when you wake up. It's like your kickstart. Um, uh, not, what's the word I'm looking for? Kickstart like things that go into your body, right? Um, so your body releases these. Having a phone, when you're on your phone right before bed, actually it does stimulate your mind a little bit, but having the phone on before you go to bed actually releases cortisol instead of melatonin. And the reason why, this may be interesting to, uh, for you to hear, but the reason why is because of the blue light that your phone emits. It's the same, it's on the same wavelength, that blue light, as the blue light of, of the sun rising in the morning. The sun setting releases a warm red light, which is actually what your body will start to release melatonin because it's, it's, it's winding down for the day. When you're on your phone, it sees that as the same light as the sunrise. And so if you spend 10, 20, 30 minutes on your phone right before bed and it's the last thing that you do, you're actually releasing cortisol, which is waking you up. And so people wonder, man, my sleep's disrupted. I wake up in the middle of the night. My sleep's never deep. A lot of it may just be due to being on your phone right before bed. So I wanted to give you some practical things. The Bible also says that you'll only have good success if you meditate in the Word both day and night. So I believe the last thing that you should do before you go to bed is read the Word and then spend a little bit of time praying in tongues. Even if it's as you hit your back, it's the last minute that you do. Because you open yourself up then to the Lord to start having dreams of Him. If you haven't done anything, not that the Lord can't give you a dream anyway, but you put yourself in a line with what God wants. Praying in tongues, getting your spirit right reading the Word, having something that you're meditating on instead of being on your phone. If you have a Bible app, just get a Bible and set it right next to your bed, like an actual Bible book, right? Crazy to think that you can still use one of those. You guys are awesome. That's what I got for you. Um, Have a plan. Be prepared. And uh, watch the stress go away. And then after all of this, let me just say this before wrap up here. After all of us, I would say the biggest thing is what the Bible says. You know, you could... Uh, have your sleep disrupted you could have your exercise patterns disrupted life throws curveballs at you things could go crazy but as long as you have the the foundation in the word of god and the word implanted in your spirit i believe you can still live in peace and without stress amen in jesus name love you guys see you next time